Hello everyone, welcome to Interactions with Reality, podcast number 21. I'm not sure I when I publish these things and ask me for like a season and uh, episode number. And so I've been just putting this all on season one, but I know season one has to end eventually. So I'm wondering exactly how long a season is supposed to be is it like literally a season like let's say spring or winter or fall or summer um or is it a like a certain number that's typical and so that's something i guess i have to look up at some point so i'm back down in the shed And from the looks of it, it looks like there are snakes in the shed or have recently been in the shed. So I have to be a little extra careful today. Um, I could be in here with snakes right now. Judging from the the tracks, it's a slender snake, which is typically a good sign. Um, A lot of the like rattlesnakes and stuff like that around here, at least, tend to be rather plump. Now... I'm no expert tracker, so I'm not going to say that, you know, these tracks came from a skinny stick for sure, for sure. They just look like they probably did. So, if that's the case, um, it's probably non-venomous. It's probably like a chicken snake or something like that. But, um, occasionally we do have venomous snakes that kick around here. Uh, the biggest one I saw was a four-foot rattlesnake, and that was... It might have been longer. I'm not sure. I, I'm guessing four foot to be conservative. Um, but it was big and it was fat. And then there was another time me and my buddy were down the hill and we were kicking it at night. And then we started coming back up and my buddy sees this giant, um, I guess it's like a water moccasin or cop- copperhead or something along those lines. And this thing looked mean. It looked like it was out to get, you know, it, it wasn't going to take anything from anyone. So. Um, so my buddy's like, Hey, I got this machete. Let me, let me hack this snake. And I was like, no, no, don't do that. Because we're like, we're an hour from the closest decent hospital from what I hear. Um, we have some mediocre hospitals that are a little closer than that. But, uh, people say like the locals say, if you go to those hospitals, you're going to die. So, uh, we, we kind of like to go further out anyway so we let that snake live and go on his merry way and we just went back down to the creek and kicked it for a little longer and then then came up after this thing had cleared out um either that or we went up the other side of the property but i'm pretty sure uh we didn't do that because the other side of the property was super hairy at the time like it was a little rough to get through and yeah so there's that. All right, so back to back to story time. Um, let's see here. I have been doing a ridiculous amount of transplanting lately. That's that's the story. Uh, as of late, so I've been working on this house, and that's all good. But this uh, this garden was getting out of hand. You know, vines were growing over some of the plants and. I lost a couple plants from that, from neglect, uh, 
I lost a bunch of my daffodils um, because some morning glory vine went over them. And I lost a lot of, uh, what's the other thing that was like, oh, my um, bay leaf tree. I lost a bay leaf tree to that. And I lost another bay leaf tree because I put it in a dumb spot. And that spot wasn't ready for it at the time. And now it's a little more ready for something, but I planted it too soon. Because the way I do my beds, they need to sit for a little while before they really are, are worth planting in. But I'm trying to get them to the point where I can plant instantly. And I've got, I've, I found that there's certain plants that you can plant instantly for the wait time. So if I have a bed that I want to eventually have like, you know, some more delicate vegetables in or whatever it is, um, if I want to prepare the soil for that, I plant the plants that, you know, are going to take fairly easy and are going to do a you know relatively good job of producing, um, like chaya, for example, it can do, it do great in like pretty bad soil. So. Um, you can plant that in some pretty pretty rough situations. New Hugel culture. Here's here's how I do my beds. <clears throat> and this is developed, so not all my beds are this way. Um, this is how I do them now, as opposed to how I did them in the past. Which, all right. So in the past, I went to a particular plant farm, and all the plants that didn't sell, they put them through this giant machine and it separated out the pots from the plants and the pots all get crushed up and thrown away or whatever or maybe they get like pushed into a brick and, and recycled or something but um i don't know what happened to those and that's not really relevant so anyway they had all that potting soil but they couldn't reuse the potting soil because maybe there was a stray seed and and you know you you have a tray of onions and all of a sudden there's a tomato popping out of it. They couldn't have that. It's bad for business. So they uh, they give the soil away. Um, maybe they sell it now. I'm not sure. The, the place has changed hands fairly recently, so I'm not sure what the status is. But before, you could take your truck or whatever it is that you had. You go over there and this guy will take a front loader and fill up an entire pickup bed full in like one scoop. And, and that was pretty much just what he did. He just like dropped it in the truck and I'd throw a tarp over it and then off I'd go. And I did about 10 loads like that and got a lot of potting soil. So my gardens up around the house, up around the septic lines, around those areas, um, those are, have a lot of potting soil in them that I mixed in and I mixed in cow manure, I mixed in sand, um, and then I did put in a little clay, but now here's how I like to make my beds because this is, I find, oh, and I put sticks and logs and, you know, mulch, leaves, whatever in those beds too, so throw that in the mix. All right, so here's how I do my beds now. So now I like to start with putting a bunch of wood in the bed, like a bunch of branches, twigs, I built a little campfire, and then... I set that on fire and I let it get ripping and I get some clay like a bucket of clay and I get um, I have my pile of sand or whatever because I I dig it out like okay so if I'm if I'm working on flat earth I dig a pit I put in the sticks I light them on fire and then after they get ripping 
I fill the pit back in with the uh, clay. Like I said, I'll do a sprinkle of clay first because what happens is like if those branches are hot enough, they actually kind of vitrify some of the clay. So I'm adding a little vitrified clay into the soil. And then I have regular clay, which the plants like. But the thing is, the clay is like, it's too thick and it's hard for the roots to get through it. And so if you mix it with sand, sand is a medium that's super easy for the roots to get through. So if you do like a layer of clay and then a, or a sprinkle of clay and then a layer of sand, sprinkle of clay, a layer of sand, that's what I've been doing. So once the fire gets ripping, I do this and then... Um, Occasionally, I'll throw in some leaves and different things as, as a, or some mulch as I'm going up in that um, process. But a lot of times, I'll just leave it the sticks and the clay and the, and the um, sand. So you put out the fire, and when you put out the fire with sand, you're suffocating it. And that makes charcoal. And so I'm making um, biochar essentially for my soil at the same time. Biochar stays in the soil for up to a thousand years um, or more. I guess more than a thousand years now. That was what they were saying years ago. But but pretty much, yeah, there's records of, of charcoal existing for a long period of time in the soil. And I'm not sure how long because, well, pretty much only have records for so much, apparently. So... Uh, but yeah, the soil with the charcoal, the charcoal is a really good platform for mycelium, which is like, like if you thought of a mushroom as the fruit, mycelium would be the, the tree and the roots. And the tree and the roots of the mushroom, of course, is all underground or in a log or in a whatever. But, um, and then the mushroom is just the fruit. That's why you can't over harvest mushrooms. You can harvest all the mushrooms you want because you're you're really only helping it by doing it because as you harvest the mushroom spores are going everywhere and then you're transporting those spores to wherever you're taking that mushroom so anyway after this process you can inoculate like once you get up toward the surface level about maybe i'd say a foot from the surface as is when you can like start throwing in some inoculants and then the last little bit you can start a whole nother fire with new stuff. You can mix in mulch. If you mix in mulch like into the mix where it's like uh, one third mulch, one third uh, sand and one third clay or something like that, um, that can work pretty good. But the thing is, clay is going to suck your nutrients from the first season. So it's really important to pee on those beds and just pee over every square inch of that bed. And... Uh, Urine is pretty much like, unless you got blood in your urine or something like that, it's pretty sterile. It's it's a fairly sterile um, fluid. Uh, when it sits for a while, that's when it becomes not sterile. So the thing is, though, there's bacteria and stuff that, whatever it is, if you if you pee right on the mulch and you don't overdo it, but you you pee just the right amount it's not going to smell and it's, you know, it's going to be relatively benign and then the rain's going to just wash it in anyway. But the, the urine has nitrogen in it and it has uh, a bunch of other little minerals and all kinds of stuff in it that is beneficial to the plants. I will say if you're on medications, maybe not such a good idea because you might have medications in your urine and I'm not sure um, 
how exactly that works, but you know, just something to consider if you're considering using your own urine to fertilize beds. Now, anyway, I that's pretty much how I've been doing my beds lately, and I've had fairly good results. Um, my biggest problem with those is uh, the sucking of nutrients for that first season. So they take a little time to age, and that's why I choose to plant certain things in, in them that... Um, I don't know. I've I've actually got it down to where if I'm really careful and if I pay attention to it for a little bit, I can get that bed to um to heart, to um host some pretty good plants that are relatively delicate. So anyway, that's my my garden spiel for the day. Um let's see what other things. Oh yeah. So the tree company, they're bringing mulch now and oh Hang on a second. I hear something like making a weird noise. I'm not sure if it's something hissing or if it's like, oh, it's an insect, but it's like buzzing up against the sheet metal. It's making this like really interesting sound. I'm not sure if it even picked up on the mic. Oh, there it is. Man, that's a big, like, uh, what is that thing? It's like a black wasp thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, I was talking about mulch. I think. Yeah. All right. So mulch. Yeah. There's um a particular company that trims the the stuff away from the power lines, and I got up with the right people in that company, and they started bringing me the mulch that they would normally take to their dump site. But I'm conveniently located, whereas their dump site is inconveniently located. So therefore, I'm often a preference for them to dump. Now, they were dumping last year, and this year, they're coming back through, and they're, I guess it's seasonal or whatever. They come through, they do all the trees, then they go to another area and do all the trees there. And then, you know, maybe next season, they come back and check the first area again, something like that. But So it's seasonal, but they come and they bring me these giant truckloads of mulch, and we're talking like maybe... Six to ten yards at a time, I'm guessing. Um, I guess I could ask them, but it looks like about a you know five five to ten yard pile, depending on the day. Some some days it's a lot, and some days it's a little less. But it's um, like a lot of pine, a lot of oak, a lot of um, well, there's some pecan in it and stuff like that. But they come and they drop this off at my house, and they use it for a lot of different projects and. It's uh, where I get a lot of my wood chips. So, let's see. Um, also, the I I saw these guys working up at the local park. And they had the dump truck or whatever. And it was completely full. And so, I, I asked them if, you know, what they were going to do with it. And they said they were going to just throw it away. And so, I, I told them, hey, you could throw it away at my place. And I directed them here, and I tipped them maybe five, ten bucks every time they came. And then uh, I got a whole lot of soil that way, and that was kind of cool. I got some with, like, rocks and stuff in it that I'm going to use for the driveway because uh, we got a giant mud puddle out there right now because it's um, when we had the the road reworked a little bit, the city came and they graded the road a little wider for us um, for the trailer. Uh, to come in or the house to come in um, 
And then our neighbor graciously came and helped and uh, put the road wider. We got permission from all the neighbors and everything, and like we made the road wider so we could get this house in here. But anyway, one of the things that they did while they were doing that, uh, the guy asked me if I minded if the water came onto my property or if they wanted me to, if if we wanted them to put like a little ridge in so that it would continue down the road. And uh, I said, I would love that water. So now when it rains, our entire, it's probably like a quarter mile dirt road or more, um, I guess, I guess it flows a good ways. I'm not sure exactly how much road quantity it is, but it's a lot. So we, we essentially get a river of water. Oh, I say river. It's a creek. We get a, a creek, but it's a lot of gallons and it comes down the road and it looks like a creek coming down the road and it all just dumps right into our property, which is incredibly convenient because we're at the top of the hill. So all this water is running down, seeping down all through our hill. We're going to have a huge, huge, huge difference in everything on account of this. And I'm, I'm quite pleased with it. Um, however, erosion is a, a strong concern in that regard. Um, so these, these people that are bringing the mulch, I talked to them and I said, Hey, you know, we got this erosion, you know, well, I didn't tell them about the erosion. I said, Hey, look, I want to extend my, my flat land, um, out all the way out to these trees. It's like maybe a hundred feet away or so. And, uh, so I'm going to have them just keep on coming and dumping right there. And, you know, basically filling that whole area with tree branches and, and mulch and all kinds of things. But I, I wanted like logs and that sort of thing. And I got a connection from them for the logs and they're actually going to have, I guess another guy's going to come and bring me like actual logs, actual trees, actual, you know, n not mulched up, just, you know, plain. And so that's super cool because I can use some of it and cut it for firewood and, you know, maybe start a little firewood business in the winter. Um, if I cut now, I'd have to cut now and I'm probably, I might even be late for it. I'm not sure. But, uh, but yeah, so there's that. Um, so free wood, I can do all kinds of stuff with free wood. And then beyond that, um, it's going to really help hold the hill together. We're going to backfill maybe four or five foot deep and a hundred foot. I mean, that's going to take a lot of mulch, but it'll be cool to see it happen. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I haven't, um, I haven't drank much water this morning because I don't know. I just got into the day and I'm, all the way down, I kicked up some dust and breathed some of that in, and I'm all the way down here in the in the shed, and it's hot and dry, so my my throat's getting a little uh, dry, so I need to drink a little more water. But it looks like we're at the end. This has been a little update. Um, there's more besides. I actually have more stories, but I'm probably gonna save them for the next podcast. So. Uh, that's some of what's been going on. Happy gardening.